It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's the, the Sports, sports Rush, Rush with Brett Ruff. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! Older than one. Yeah, well, you're half right. What is this, amateur hour? This is going to be huge. I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Just when I think you said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That boy ain't right. The simplest way to put it? I have problems. Welcome to the alleged show. Oh, yeah, it's Huey Lewis in the news. Gotta love that to get your five o'clock hour started. It is the Sports Rush. Your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. I am Brett Rump, along with Adam Lundy. We've got you connected two ways this afternoon. Number one, you can always text the show at 46862 on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Also, we are streaming live video style. It's a Facebook Live going on at Facebook.com slash 1380thefan. So you can watch us. If you're just getting home from work, you can jump on your your PC, check us out. Also available on your mobile device, and you can watch the show that way. Either way, we're fine with you being with us up until 6 o'clock. And, of course, another big hour, including Don Fisher, who will join us coming up in about 15 minutes. And um, yesterday, of course, the NFL had their conference finals, the championship games. And in the AFC, it was Kansas City over Baltimore, 17-10. to 10. What a masterful artistic performance by Patrick Mahomes outplaying Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, not heavy on the offense, but Patrick did enough to get the win behind his also good defense. I mean, they score 17 points, which, yeah, that doesn't look like a typical, you know, huge offensive output for the Kansas City Chiefs. But Mahomes was 30 of 39. Yeah, He got them off to a good start early, took Baltimore out of their game plan. They did not run the football in the second half. I don't know if there was fear of the Kansas City offense but uh, but they did not run the football in the second half. Uh, Mahomes, 241 yards passing, a touchdown, no picks. Only was sacked a couple of times. They protected him well, and he was able to find Travis Kelsey, especially in that first half when Kelsey, I think, had nine catches in the first half, and he finished with 11 overall, 116 yards receiving with a touchdown. Uh, but... Uh, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, he had a solid game running the football, 24 yeah. carries. Now, it's only 68 yards, but it's not about getting the 68 yards. It's about the fact they could give it to him 24 times because he was one of those last-minute decisions on whether he was going to be able to go. Right. And he went and picked up a uh, a big part of, of Kansas City's win. Also, somebody who went for Kansas City, he wasn't in doubt, but... How about Drew Tranquil, former Carroll product that uh, led the Kansas City defense with eight solo tackles? <laughs> Things have worked out quite well for Drew Tranquil after uh, the de- departing of of the uh, Chargers. He ends up in Kansas City, stays in the AFC West, and he's going to be heading to a Super Bowl. 
That's awesome. Yeah, where he'll probably have a podium on media day and a few people to talk to. <laughs> I wonder how many people, because there, there's so many media members that now attend media day, and you just wonder, you know, if you've, because I would think Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are going to dominate media day. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for the NFL, the Niners, you can't really market Purdy that much. I mean, the Niners, you have McCaffrey, you've got Debo, Samuel, but it's just, they're not, it's not as exciting as Mahomes and Kelsey for the media. No, I mean, uh, the, again, this is a worldwide game, and the, the two names that have some recognition because of their the fact that they've repeated going to the Super Bowl, and it's been the same combo with Patrick Mahomes, probably the most popular quarterback in the league, and then no Travis Kelsey, the most popular boyfriend in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's not a football player. I he's... wonder if they'll actually have a podium for Taylor Swift at Media Day. Uh, How does it feel, Taylor, to make it this far? <laughs> yeah, we're going to include the wives and girlfriends at this year's Media Day. How long before Taylor's on that uh, NFL Wives TV show? <laughs> well, <laughs> that'd be a wife. Yeah, that's true. Come on. Yeah, Come on, Travis. It, I, you know, wouldn't it be fun post game? Oh, if he gets down on the knee after oh, a win. Man. Yeah. Ooh, that, that could be break the internet level stuff there. <laughs> yeah, that would <laughs> totally break the internet. Could happen. Could happen. But they have to win first. I mean, the- <laughs> Because you can't do it after a loss. I mean, no, you can't do it after a loss. No one would care, and everybody would think it was just a publicity stunt. Totally. But if you win and you do it, it's oh, it's just full of romance and uh, you know, oh, it's magical. We're going to Disney. You've World. got the confetti coming down. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, she's hanging out with uh, his parents, and and uh, of course, he has uh, met Taylor's parents. So hey, it's important. Got to meet the parents. Next. <laughs> Got to meet the parents. <laughs> 46862 is part Sports Medicine text line. Uh, if you text the word Panthers, you'll be in the running to get sweet tickets. We've got a four-pack we're giving away for Thursday night when the Mastodons will take on the Milwaukee Panthers in Horizon League action. Both teams 5-5 five and five in Horizon League play, so it should be a good one. Coming up on Thursday night at the Coliseum, if you'd like four free tickets, to sit in the suite, all you've got to do is text the word Panthers to 46862. That's 46862, the Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Um, man, I tell you, I don't know if you're following basketball at all in the Big Ten. Of course, we talk a lot about Indiana, their struggles. But Indiana should be counting their blessings. They're not Michigan basketball. <laughs> My gosh, this team's bad. Yeah, they are. And getting worse. They are on a, uh, you know, when they talk about trending, this is a team that is trending down in a very steep way. (laughs) They have lost eight of their last nine. Uh, They lost at home to Iowa, 88-78. And, um, you know, I looked at those eight losses. They lost to McNeese State. They sure did. They lost to Minnesota. They lost to Penn State. They lost to Maryland. They lost to Iowa. I mean, those are all games that you would think Michigan could win. You would think. But everybody beating up on Michigan right now. Yeah, I mean, 
Credit to McNeese. They're a really hot mid-major, but that's still a game that Michigan should be winning. It's a mid-major. It's a mid-major. They should not be coming in to Ann Arbor, Chrysler no. Center, and getting a victory over the Michigan Wolverines. So yeah. uh, we talked to Kyle Rowland a little bit about whether or not Juwan Howard is going to survive this the depths of this season. And as a result of this, uh, you know, this losing streak, except for the one win against Ohio State, they sit at two and seven at the bottom of the Big Ten. Bottom. The very bottom. Uh, so, uh, but the, the bright spot for Michigan, they have officially named their man. Sharon Moore is the officially taking over for Jim Harbaugh. I think it's a very risky hire, but it was probably the only hire they could make. That's fair. Because I think we'd have seen a mass exodus of Michigan players if it was not Sharon Moore. He did nothing to not earn the job when he was given the responsibilities as an interim Mm -hmm. head coach. And so, uh, you know, it had been... It would have been kind of messy if they'd had to go through the process going outside and then having players entering the portal, and things would have really changed drastically. And I think they thought the smoothest way for this ship to sail is just give it to the first mate. Yeah. And and so Gilligan is taking over for the captain in some ways, you could say. Yeah, Moore's definitely that uh, flex seal on the bottom of the boat that's keeping all the transfers (laughs) from from leaking out. Yeah, exactly. Very good. Very good. Thank you. you met, metaphorically, you just aced that one. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> do I get a Do I get a ding? I'm su- I'm surprised that I thought that stocking cap was a little too tight for you to be able to <laughs> come up with that on the fly. Four six eight six two Harvey Sports Medicine text line. So, uh, what do you think about the hire of uh, Cheryl Moore? Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's like I don't know if it excites you as a as a Michigan fan long term, but I think short term, it was the answer and the solution you had to have. But I'm like, okay, five years from now, how confident are you that Sharon Moore is still the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan is still relevant nationally? Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know that it lasts past the honeymoon phase. I, I mean, I, I agree. It's good for consistency now and the players are familiar with him. But when you get, when you start having to get new recruits in and get younger players in, are, they're not going to know him. So it's just, is, do they have the same relation as they had with the coach yeah, I mean, under Harbaugh? You've, yeah, you've got to keep bringing in the players. Yeah. Um, it's not the easiest place to recruit against schools like Alabama and LSU and Georgia because of climate. Mm-hmm. The West Coast for the West Coast players is attractive. And now you've got USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon uh, joining into the Big Ten. So yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be difficult. I mean, you, you've got a tougher schedule because of the expanded Big Ten. You've got uh, you've got to win over the recruits, and I, and I do believe that he was recognized as a fairly good recruiter. But I think it's different when you're running the program. Yeah, it's not Jim Harbaugh's program anymore. I was just going to say you don't have the the Harbaugh name when you're recruiting now. And I think there was confidence in recruits that you could go there, compete for a national championship. If they come out next year and lose three or four games, is that confidence still going to be there with recruits that will jump on board? Because, you know, before with Jim Harbaugh, I think they still had trust and faith in him. Are they going to trust Sharon Moore if he goes out his first year and loses three or four games? I think that's that when I look at it, I think that's the risk Michigan is taking. They're going to keep the guys that won the championship. Most of them are going to stay out of the portal and going to continue. But in two years, three years, four years, when you recycled the entire roster, 
what is going to be left at Michigan, and will they be relevant in the national championship chase? Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. 46862, Parkview Sports Medicine text line. We've got to take a break uh, because coming up on the other side, we're going to be talking to Don Fisher, the great Hall of Fame broadcaster with half a voice, but we'll get... You know, that half a voice is still going to give us 100% great content. Oh, absolutely. I guarantee. Welcome back to the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. I am Brad Rump, along with Adam Lundy. We've got you connected on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line, 46862-46862. Over the weekend, college basketball, Big Ten, Purdue does get the win, 68-60 at Rutgers. And they kind of shake that monkey off their back. Meanwhile, for the Indiana Hoosiers, oh, they had their chances. They were right there, had every chance to pick up that big road win at Illinois and fall short. And we're going to talk about the Hoosiers right now because every week at this time we get to spend 15 minutes with Fish and legendary Hall of Fame broadcaster Don Fisher. Well, Don, I felt like this was truly a game Indiana could make a big move if they could go on the road and win at Illinois and unfortunately fall short. And it's tough to win in any level of basketball when you get outscored by 21 points from the three-point line. Indiana an 0 for, 0 for 9 from 3. But overall, very competitive. I thought they gave a tremendous effort. They just fell a little short. Well, they did. You're right. And it was a 62-all tie with a minute and 20 seconds to go in the game. So why was that the case? It was because defense was the difference in the ballgame for Indiana's performance because they really played hard the entire 40 minutes of that contest at the defensive end of the floor of Bretton. I was proud of them from that perspective. Uh, there's no question Khalil Ware being out again is a factor in this for this ball club. Two games in a row he's missed now. Um, Indiana got walloped by Wisconsin when he was out of the lineup. And, and yesterday, I think, because they had that eight because they had the eight days in between ball games, I th- think this team kind of refocused and got back to what their identity should be. Uh, defensive play and unfortunately uh, that has not been the case a lot this year. While you sip your tea Don we will kind of make sure everyone understands you're dealing with some laryngitis Uh, the (laughs) voice is cutting in and out a little bit it's not a technical issue it's just Don's (laughs) voice Uh, I think a lot of people have been there this winter but you you had to miss the game and I know you don't miss very many games so uh, I, I you know what was what was that like now to be there to watch because i know when i watch games it's so much different I, i'm so much more on the edge of my seat i have so much more anxiety because when you're calling the game you're really not thinking about consequences you're not right. thinking but when you're watching it uh it's a whole different perspective well i literally did the pregame show and i literally did all the interviews with the coaches and i did the first uh, eight minutes of the ball game. Oh. The second, the, the television time. The second television timeout is when I basically uh, uh, stopped broadcasting and gave the microphone over to John Herrick, my pregame, halftime, postgame guy, who was obviously a very good play-by-play man and did a great job for me. But uh, yeah, I've I've fought this before about three different times or four different times in my fifty-plus years at Indiana. I've had this laryngitis problem, so it's not something new. 
but it's certainly not wanted. And I've been <laughs> dousing myself in tea and honey and all, every home remedy you can think of to get this thing back to normal again. Hopefully, uh, I can do the entire ball game tomorrow night when Indiana plays against Iowa. So we'll see how that all plays out. I uh, I had my uh, laryngitis the the worst possible time Thanksgiving weekend, and I had three state championship football games to call, wow. including one of them by myself and uh and i had literally woke up in the morning no voice i had a squeak or two that i could get out and that was it and i had to go to every everybody giving me advice everybody giving me remedies and uh, i battled through but uh but it was tough i mean it you know it's like at one point you wonder if you're really doing your audience a service by actually calling the game and that's pretty uh, much why that's pretty much why i stopped Brett, because <laughs> i knew i wasn't giving anybody uh the great play-by-play story that they needed and, and john obviously was able to take over it and he is a very good play-by-play guy he does a lot of games here in indianapolis at the high school mm-hmm. level um, and really does a great job. And he's a news director at WIPC here in Indianapolis. But uh, he's one of those guys that uh, kind of he wants to. He's always wanted to get into sports, uh, and he's very talented. And, and obviously, he could take over at any point in time. He pretty much showed that that ball game on Saturday. Don Fisher joining us here on the Sports Rush. All right, so we've got to talk a little bit about a couple of situations in the game. First of all, the free throw shooting. It really cost them. And two big ones late by Xavier Johnson that he couldn't connect. Uh, It made it go from a two-point game to a two-possession game. I thought that really changed the complexion. But overall, Indiana just 12 of 22 from the free throw line. We already mentioned 0 for 9 from 3. You've got to be able to shoot the ball. And and all the defense. in the world, it's tough to make up that kind of deficit at the free throw line and the three-point line. Yep, exactly right. Uh, Indiana's defensive effort in this game was really, really good. Uh, That's where they kept in the ball game, but when you're not knocking down some threes, and you don't have to hit five or six or seven, but you need three or four, Uh, and Indiana was not able to get a single one. And the free throw shooting this year has been abysmal throughout the year. They're hitting 66% at the free throw line as a team. And some of your best free throw shooters, guys like Trey Galloway, he's hitting 50% on the year from the line, 36% Big Ten play. That's kind of a microcosm of what you're seeing from this ball club right now. And that's got to change. If this team is going to win ball games, they've got to be able to start knocking down some free throws. And they've got to hit three-point field goals. They don't have to hit 10 of the ball game, but they got to be able to knock down a few just to open up the, the play inside as well. So uh, Khalil Ware, getting him back is going to be a critical thing too, Brad. I think that's, that's something that Indiana can't deal with uh, without him for much longer. They've had him missing for the last two games with an ankle injury. I think that may be okay for the upcoming contest. He was walking on without a boot this past weekend. So uh, hopefully he's back, and we've got two winnable ball games coming up with the Iowa Hawkeyes next on Tuesday night, and then of course on Saturday. And so two winnable ball games where Indiana can kind of turn things around here and get back on the winning track. All right, Don. So I got to ask you about Xavier Johnson real quick because uh, I I made the comment that I didn't think it showed great class. Uh, I I don't like you know having been a former player. That ball goes through the hoop. You can let it go. You don't have to touch it. 
You don't have to throw it to the opponent. I thought there was a little extra attitude on the toss. I understood the technical. A lot of people are complaining about it. But I'm like, you know what? It's not your ball anymore. Once it goes through the basket, leave it alone. What were, here, your, what were your thoughts? Here, here's what you have to know. Officials have watched Xavier Johnson all through his career because of his uh, all the extra things that he does sometimes. And Xavier Johnson's got to know that. And why he would do what he did, and I don't think it was malicious what he did. No. But at the same time, you don't do that because the officials are watching you. You've already established who you are and how you play on the floor. You can't get away with those kinds of things, and it was costly to say please. Well, Don, uh, get that voice back. Uh, tomorrow night, it is Indiana hosting Iowa. Uh, hopefully, we will be listening to Don Fisher on the call <laughs> on our sister station. Whoa, whoa, 92.3 FM. Always appreciate the time, and uh, get well soon. Yeah, send me whatever you've got remedy-wise. I'll use whatever I can. <laughs> I, I absolutely. You, I might tell you what got me through mine. Thanks, Don. All right, That buddy. is See Don you. Fisher joining us here on the Sports Rush, uh, dealing with some laryngitis, voice cutting a little bit. But uh, always great to have Don Fisher join us on Monday afternoons, even when he is fighting through it. And hopefully uh, joining our little program doesn't affect his ability to call the game tomorrow night because I know he uh, certainly wants to be there for Indiana hosting Iowa tomorrow night at Assembly Hall with a 7 o'clock tip. We've got to take a timeout. We're going to come back. It is the Sports Rush, a Monday edition on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is Maria Marcasano, head women's basketball coach at Purdue Fort Wayne, and you're listening to the Sports Rush with Brett Rump on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Maria Marcasano's women's basketball team at Purdue Fort Wayne got a nice win on Pink Out Saturday. They defeated Northern Kentucky, who'd been putting up some awesome numbers. They've been putting up like 80 some points a game. I think three of their last four, they scored 80 plus. And uh, the Mastodons defensively locked them down, held them to 55 points, beat them 61 to 55. And so you look at the standings right now in the Horizon League women's basketball side. Of course, the key is to try to make it into the top four. You want to be somewhere in the top four, three better than four, because four would have to play one in a semifinal. So you'd like to make it to three, but as long as you're in the top four, you get to get a bye. You get to host a game on campus. And if you get that win at home, then you're on to Indianapolis to play in the semifinals. Well, right now, Purdue-Fort Wayne is 7-4 and four in the league, and they are tied for third place with Detroit. So uh, they're a game up on fifth place. So that's good. And they're starting a stretch with that game on Saturday where they have five of six at home. So that homestand is going to continue with a big one coming up Wednesday night at the Gates Center. They'll take on Cleveland State. Uh, Cleveland State right now is 9-2, and two, comes off a loss on Saturday. They're 9-2. and two. They are 18-4 uh, and four overall. And so uh, Cleveland State will be here on Wednesday night to take on Purdue-Fort Wayne, two of the top four teams in the Horizon League. And uh, that'll be at the Gates Center Wednesday night. That'll be a good one. It's part of homecoming week. 
Absolutely. And also speaking of Purdue Fort Wayne women, uh, Aaron Woodson was named uh, Horizon League Freshman of the Week today. It's her third time this season. Yep. She won it back to back earlier in the season and now claims uh, Freshman of the Week this week, averaged 10 points. In fact, scored 10 points in both of the Mastodons wins last week. So congratulations to Aaron Woodson. Yeah, they've got, you know, impressive talent there with the women Dons. Uh, Woodson and Renner Schwederman have actually brought home five of the 12 freshmen uh, of the week so yep. far. So Yep, and that uh, that means Renna won a couple of times. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so you can see the freshmen. You can see the experienced veterans Wednesday night. Homecoming week this week, and a uh, lot of highlights. Wednesday night, the women take on Cleveland State. Thursday night, the men are at the Coliseum against Milwaukee. Friday and Saturday night, you've got men's volleyball. Of course, they, they're just coming off those... Uh, Two matches against Hawaii, ranked number four in the country. And they'll have Penn State coming in on Saturday night. And then the men also will finish up the weekend on Sunday with a game at the Gate Center, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, against Youngstown State. That's a game where Youngstown State first meeting got out to that 27-point second-half lead, and the Dons went on that big run, 44-20. to to cut it to a three-point game, but just couldn't get over that final hump and ended up falling to Youngstown State in Youngstown. And so the rematch comes up on Sunday at the Gates Center, Mastodons and the Youngstown State Penguins. 46862 is Parkview Sports Medicine text line 46862. It is sectional week for girls high school basketball. And uh, Adam, I don't know how good you are at this, but I'm going to pick some sectional winners. Okay. And I'll let you play along if you would like. Let's do it. Uh, let's look first at Carroll in a 4A sectional where you've got East Noble and Carroll tomorrow in the first game. Northrop Snyder the second game on Friday night. Northside and DeKalb get buys. And who do I think is going to win out of Carroll? Well, I think it's hard to deny that Snyder right now is an overwhelming favorite in this sectional. If they're going to get tested, I think it would come in the very first game against Northrop. But I still think that Snyder has the experience. They've got the most talent. And I think Snyder is going to end up winning the trophy and cutting down nets at Carroll. Now you go to Columbia City. This is where it could get interesting. They'll open up play tomorrow night with Wayne against Columbia City and Homestead against Southside. So the two teams that I think are kind of the two favorites here will both open play on the opening night at Columbia City and not play each other and not come back and play a semifinal because Columbia City, if they get the win over Wayne, they will come back and play Huntington North on Friday while New Haven would take on the winner of Homestead South Southside. Um, and then the two winners of those semifinals, which right now we're thinking it's going to be Homestead and Columbia City. But, of course, there always could be an upset along the way. But if those two teams meet, it's two of the top ten teams in the state doing battle for a sectional championship at Columbia City next Saturday night. And, of course, we mentioned this earlier, our special schedule this week Friday, we will be at Pizza Hut, as always, 9.15 to 10.30. We've got your post-game show presented by Parkview Sports Medicine. But there's no game broadcast. So Friday, there will not be high school basketball, but we will have your post-game show with all your sectional scores, setting up championship games for Saturday night. And on Saturday night, we'll have our Parkview Sports Medicine high school basketball game of the week. 
as we'll be at Columbia City for what we presume could be Homestead and Columbia City. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make waves with any of the other teams. I'm not trying to give anybody bulletin board material. But when you've got two teams that are state ranked and uh, the rest of the teams have 500 or sub 500 records, you just kind of expect that that's going to be the two teams that survived a Saturday. And uh, that'll be a huge game. Columbia City 20 and 2 on the year. Homestead 19 and 4. And uh, we'll see. I am going to say this is the year for the Columbia City Eagles. All right. I like it. They have been thinking about this one for basically 365 days, probably more like 360 right now. <laughs> but uh, they got knocked off by Homestead last year in the sectional. Right. And they had a very good team last year. In fact, they had almost the same team as what they've got this year. Almost everybody from that Columbia City team came back, and they have looked forward to this to get some revenge. And having this sectional on their home court and playing as well as they have this year, they've got the experience advantage over Homestead, and I think they've got the home court advantage. So for those reasons, I am going to take Columbia City to win at Columbia City. Uh, let's go up to Garrett in 3A, where you have Angola Leo starting things tomorrow night, and then on Wednesday, a pair of games with Garrett versus Heritage and Dwenger versus Woodland. Concordia gets the bye. Um, this is a tough one to call because yeah. there's, there's a hot team in Angola. There is a team that's had the toughest schedule in Concordia and Dwenger. You've got the history of success in this sectional with Concordia. But ultimately, I think it comes down to Woodland. I think it's going to be a very hard-fought battle for Woodland and a hard-fought path uh, for Woodland. But Because uh, I don't think Dwenger is a gimme in round one. And then in the championship, Woodland will face probably uh, either Angola or Concordia. But I'm going to say uh, Woodland ends up winning it at Garrett. In uh, the east side sectional, we go to 2A. Um, East Side's 21 and 3. They're playing this sectional at home. Uh, they're going to have what I think is uh, a fairly favorable draw. They're going to take on uh, Central Noble, who might be their biggest threat and has a win over East Side earlier this year. But I think East Side wins it at home and advances to the semifinals where they take on a 7 and 15 Prairie Heights team. Fremont gets the other bye with Cherubusco and Westview, an opening matchup. And I think East Side is the survivor. I think they win it on their home floor. They cut down their own nets. They keep their own nets at East Side. And the Blazers advance to the 2A regional. Uh, at South Adams, another 2A regional. Manchester's 14 and 8. Bluffton, 16 and 6. Uh, Lures is 14 and 6. And then you've got a really good Whitco team that is 18 and 3. Now, this championship, this to me, is going to come down to Lures and Whitco. The two teams that get the bye, I think, are going to survive the semifinal. And I think Lures and Whitco battle for the championship. It goes right down to the wire. And I'm, I'm going to say Lures pulls out a very tight win. Uh, it's going to be close and it's going to be very competitive, but I think Lures is the one that ends up surviving at South Adams. And a lot of that is just strength of schedule who they've played. Uh, it's a veteran team. They've got good senior leadership. So I'm going to say Bishop Lures is the winner at South Adams. Finally, Lakewood Park, 
where Lakewood Park is 15 and 6, Bethany Christian is 16 and 6, Blackhawk Christian is 16 and 7. Comes down to those three. And uh, for Blackhawk Christian, they do get the bye. That means Lakewood Park has to take on a 500 team in Elkhart Christian. Then Blackhawk, uh, and then Lakewood Park would take on Blackhawk, who's 16 and 7, and in the championship might have to beat a team that right now is 16 and 6. That isn't easy. No, not easy at all. That For that reason, I take out Lakewood Park. That leaves me with Bethany Christian and Blackhawk. And uh, I think these two might have played earlier this year, and I didn't look it up to see who won in the head-to-head. But, uh, hey, you know what? I'll go as the as a homer here. I'm going to take Blackhawk just because they're the hometown team. So I'll take Blackhawk to win at Lakewood Park. There you go. I like it. There's our picks. Yeah. Um, Blackhawk played Lakewood Park on January 20th. No, Black, oh. Blackhawk playing Bethany Christian. Mm, that would be the game no. I've got as a sectional championship. They did not play yet. Uh, okay. Well, then they'll play for the first time, and I've got Blackhawk beating them. There you go. All right. There we go. <laughs> Those are our picks for girls sectionals. Uh, where do we get it right? Where do we get it wrong? Let us know. 46862 Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Did we get a winner of our sweet tickets? We did not. Uh, so uh, check your phone because we're texting right now. If you uh, if you signed up to win the Mastodon sweet tickets for Thursday night with the Mastodons taking on Milwaukee, Look at your text. You do have a limited time to reply, and you have to get a reply to us within the time frame that we specify. So please pay attention to your phone if you've signed up today because uh, you could be a winner or you could get a message too late. You so could. You gotta, definitely could. Got to check your phone. Uh, 46862, any questions, comments, or suggestions? Hey, I got to tell you about my friends at Christopher James Menswear. Uh, you know, I... I went there for the first time uh, last year. Actually, I went there about a year ago. Didn't do any real shopping, but I checked out the store and thought, you know, when I need something, I'm coming back. And so this past year, I went in, did some shopping, checked things out, talked to Chris. What a great staff. I mean, they are smart. They're helpful. They're friendly. Give you a very relaxed environment. It was a very comfortable shopping experience. And for me... That's what I need because I do not like shopping. I especially don't like buying clothes for myself. But they made it a very easy process. They made some recommendations. They took my measurements. They they got everything so it looked right. It was styled right. And, and I looked like a million bucks by the time I walked out of Christopher James Menswear. That's the kind of experience you can have. And right now you can save significant money because they've got 60% off. It's the big one. Happening right now at Christopher James Menswear, clearing out the fall and winter merchandise because spring fashions are on their way. So they've got to take 60% off some of the current fashions, some of these things they just bought a couple of months ago. So, I mean, these are brand new styles, brand new fashions. Some of them are 60% off. Check it out right now at Christopher James Menswear. It's a place you want to shop when you want to look your best. Christopher James Menswear, they've got sport coats, suits, pants, denim, sportswear, shoes, and more. They are in Covington Plaza. That's on West Jefferson, just one block west of Getz. This is Joe Tipman, and you're listening to the Sports Rush with Brett Rump on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. 
Congratulations to Ryan Weedler of Fort Wayne. Just picked up the four-pack of tickets to sit in the suite at the Mastodons game against Milwaukee coming up Thursday night at the Coliseum. Good news. Tomorrow morning, Caleb and Kenny are going to have another four-pack to give away. And, Adam, we've got another four-pack coming up tomorrow afternoon that right. we will give away. So, uh, congratulations to Ryan. Make sure you pick three of your friends and enjoy the night in the suite from the Sports Rush and 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Coming up tonight, we've got the Matt Painter Show immediately following us at 6.05. And then it's Inside IU Basketball with Mike Woodson starting at 7.05. Coming up tomorrow, Mastodon's Coaches Show follows the Sports Rush. And then the Celtics Pacers tomorrow night from Boston at 7 p.m. Well, thanks to Don Fisher once again for joining us and fighting through his laryngitis to give us, well, it was about nine and a half minutes of fish. Can't claim 15 because his voice just wasn't going to hold out for a full 15 minutes. But we always appreciate Don joining us. And we'll be back then tomorrow. Hope you plan on being with us. It is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.